And I guess my first piece of advice would be if you can't code, you don't have to. <laughs> Even if you're not super strong in web design, like if you're more of a graphic designer, you don't have to design the website fully yourself either. There is tools like Squarespace that you can use to pick a template and customize it with your own beautiful graphics that you make. Do what suits you. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And my name is Femke. Today, we're going to be talking about building a website. Uh, Charlie and I have both coincidentally and recently decided to rebuild our own websites. And Charlie, you're actually doing a really cool in-depth video series about this on your YouTube channel. So I am. if people want to sort of, I guess, see more in depth or behind the scenes about how you're doing this, then they should check you out on YouTube, Charlie Marie, obviously. But today we just want to talk a little bit about, I guess, why we've both decided to redo our websites, how we're going about it, a bit of the process and thinking behind it and hopefully it will inspire one of you listening maybe you've been thinking about redoing your site or maybe you don't currently have a website and you're thinking about creating one for yourself maybe we'll uh, talk a bit about some interesting things in this episode that will help inspire you for that project yes should be good I love talking about this stuff too (laughs) yeah it's always really fun Uh, but how how have you been let's catch up briefly I know we only recorded an episode a few days ago so it's been not that long since you and I personally catched up but you're getting closer and closer to going away again so I can imagine that things are becoming a little bit more chaotic in your household yeah although I do feel like the more I travel the like easier it is oh that's not a revelation like obviously but (laughs) like I don't stress too much about packing in advance or like going to buy all the little mini toiletries and things because I just always have them you know and yeah my suitcase is always half packed and I'm like already thinking like oh yeah okay I'm gonna take that t-shirt that t-shirt so I'm not gonna wear it now you know so there's not that last minute rush but yes lots of tying things up and um accepting I think that I can't get everything done that I want to before I leave but uh, I am going to try and film a couple couple of videos before I go just one or two I have some easy ideas in mind so that I can try and get ahead of this video schedule because right now I'm filming and uploading like pretty much in the same day which is not good (laughs) I feel like that's you most of the time no like how 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 often are you actually like prepared in advance with a buffer (laughs) Actually, you know what? It's probably just that when I'm not is when I talk about it. And so that's when uh, like, you hear about it. So maybe when I do get a buffer, I should talk about that every week instead so that you change your opinion <laughs> of me. <laughs> um, How have you been anyway? I have been really good. Uh, last night, Owen and I finally finished uh, the Plan Your Year workbook by Sean Blanc that we've been doing. I know it's like basically February now, so we're super late in sort of setting our goals for the year. But I don't know, I've been away and it's been a hectic start to the year, so we haven't had that much time to sit down and figure it out together. But we finally finished it, which is good. So now we kind of have our like, we don't necessarily have goals for the year, but we sort of have focus areas for the year. It's good. And we started like... Uh, defining a focus for each month so like what's my focus going to be in February and what's sort of like the goal or the outcome that I want to have at the end of the month so kind of just thinking a little bit more strategically this year how I want to do things because I feel like in the past I've wanted to do 
all the things all at once, you know, like I have all these cool, good ideas and I just want to get them all done while I'm excited about it. But I mean, we both know that that doesn't really work. So instead I'm trying to pace myself a bit more this year and like feel okay that I won't get to this project until September, for example. I love that. That's I've been doing this workbook as well. I did it on the plane actually on my way back from New Zealand. Oh, nice. Though I didn't get through all of the months. Like I found it really hard to think about what I want my month focus to be in like June when it's only January. Yeah, it is a bit hard. But what it did do, this booklet, was make me like really consider how much I'm going to add to my plate this year and do I really want to set myself up for failure by saying Mm. that I'm going to do all of these projects when perhaps I should just stick with this couple that I want to do and so that was really good for me I feel like my year is not too overwhelming and also I really like that in it he put uh, planning for events and things as part of it so that meant I've put a couple of trips that I want to do in there as plans uh, and I can treat them as goals right as important things because they're Mm -hmm. things I want to do and so they are important so I really like that approach to things yeah, it is nice. It, it was funny. Owen and I were sitting down last night looking at the events and we both looked at each other and were like, all of our events are vacations. Maybe that's not <laughs> actually a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been good. I'm I'm feeling excited about the year and hoping to try a little bit more focus this, this year within each of the months. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. I have a question for you. Is redesigning a website like the focus of like January and February is that is that part of your plan <laughs> well considering it's like the end of January we kind of skipped we decided to skip January as like a focus month uh, but I made it my focus for February nice so for this month I guess it's February now at the time of this being released uh, I'm planning to launch my like Basically, I'm launching sort of an MVP, which for those who don't know, stands for Minimal Viable Product. So it's like a, you know, what's the version zero that I can actually launch with, with my website? And then over time, I can, you know, add extra things to it. Maybe I want to add a few more pages or, you know, make it a bit more interactive or something like that. But for now, for February, I just want to focus on like what is the bare minimum and the like essential necessities that I have to have in place in order to sort of successfully launch. Love that. I'm going to be doing the same thing with my website launching an MVP in February, although mine is going to be highly minimal and will just be one (laughs) single page. Oh, nice. But still, yeah, uh, I really want to make this a project that I focus on at the beginning half of the year. I have some quite complicated, I feel, plans for my website, so I'm trying not to commit myself to any launch date just yet. Mm -hmm. But it is something that I'm working on and focusing on. So let's sort of start, I guess, at the beginning. Yes, that sounds good. <laughs> it's always a good place to start. A very good place to start, in fact. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we, it's sound of music time. Um, what made you like decide to redo your website? Because you've had your website for a couple of years and it seems like as a viewer, like it seems to have worked really well for you. So I want to hear from you. What kind of made you decide that it's time for something new? Good question. So, okay, my first version of my website was pretty much just a blog. Like, the homepage was the blog homepage, so you'd initially see a Uh a list of my articles, right? But then I wanted to 
make my website work a bit harder for me, be more than just a blog. And so that's the version that is live right now if you went to charlingbury.com, providing that you're listening to this in the first half of February in 2018, because <laughs> I have to remember people might listen in the future. But yeah, I, then I wanted to bring in like a homepage with links to my store and links to my other content and in, make my about page and portfolio include that on my blog website as well. So it was more like a home for me online rather than just the blog. And now in this, I, f I feel like I want to push that a little bit further, right? I want to have not just links to my three latest pieces of content on the homepage, but bring all my content more into my website so that I can arrange it into what I'm calling playlists in a way, where Ooh. a playlist won't just consist of videos, but it also might be an article on that topic or a podcast episode that we've made on that topic. Oh. So that when you search for it on my site, you can get all this different kinds of media. So it's like a category almost. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's probably a better way to describe it. But a category involving all this different media types. And to start with, I was like, oh, cool. I'll just like include this in my current website. Let's make this addition. But then it became clear to me that I really wanted to take a step back and look at the design of the site overall. I've kind of changed my branding a little bit in how I you know, brand myself on YouTube. And I want to bring that over to the website with the colors and styles that I use. And it's just time, you know, I think my website was done in 2015, potentially. And so it's time for a refresh, time for me to flex my design muscles and, and make something new. And I'm really excited about that opportunity. That's so cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this playlist idea. And it totally makes sense because you have so many, like you have so many different media, as you said. So I think it's really nice for them to sort of like be collected in one place based on a single topic. And I yeah. assume then you'll also have like some kind of search function then so people can like discover your content uh -huh. a bit more. Yep, exactly. And also like I want to put learning paths almost on onto the site. So for example, here's a series that I'm doing about designing my website. How meta, you know, and there's all the videos from that series that I'm making like that you mentioned and there might also be a blog post about the analytics behind my website or like you know the costs associated with running mm -hmm. it or something like mm -hmm. that because I wanting wanting to write more about the business side of things on on my website I think mm -hmm. I mentioned that before so yeah I'm really excited about that but what about you what made you want to make a new website Hmm, kind of similar reasons. I sort of got to a point where I felt like my website wasn't really like doing anything for me anymore like I wasn't really happy with the messaging and the positioning of the site like if you go and look at it now again like first half of February 2018 uh, you'll see that it's really focused on my newsletter and like trying to get people to convert and it's almost too much like when I when I look at it I kind of cringe mm -hmm. um, and so I want to create a website that's more sort of I don't know like less kind of salesy and more just kind of like this is me. I'm a designer. Like this is who I am. Uh, and then also highlight a bit more personal things. Like currently my site is very focused on my work and like what I do for work sort of thing. But I want to highlight more of the things I do in my spare time. Like for example, when I travel, I take a lot of photos. So I would love to have like a photo journal, for awesome. example, of like each trip that I take as a photo diary, for example. Things like that that I have been wanting to sort of implement for a while, um, but haven't really, I don't know. So I'm currently using Squarespace and I just kind of have recently sort of hit the the wall with it, like sort of hit the limitations of it. I really want to branch out and do things that are a little bit more 
customizable and, you know, feel like I have a bit more control over what I'm, you know, putting out there. So I don't know, I've been thinking like, okay, how could I do this? And I sort of realized that maybe Squarespace wasn't the right tool for me. Um, And also just like, I don't know, the visual design as well, I felt like kind of needed a refresh. Like similar to you, I kind of feel like I've been straying a little bit away from it. I don't currently have anything that I want to move it towards, but I just know that I want to move away from what I currently have. So I'm still kind of figuring out what my new sort of visual style or brand, I guess, is going to look like. Um, But yeah, I kind of just want a fresh new site that feels more like me and feels more true to where I am now and where I want to go. Yeah, and I think that's the perfectly valid reason for redesigning, right? Is you feel like the current site doesn't suit your needs and doesn't suit what you're all about anymore. That that could be summed up for why I'm redesigning mine as well. So how are you going about this, this redesign? Like, what did you do (laughs) first when you were like, okay, I need to redesign my website? What was the first thing you did? So I did not take a very traditional approach. Uh, The first thing I did was I basically decided, okay, Squarespace is, is not for me. I want to use something else. And so before I sort of jumped into designing, I wanted to first find a tool that I could use so that I would sort of like know what my limitations are going to be because I didn't want to design something and then come to the build phase and like not be able to build it for whatever reason. So I was like, okay, first I want to find a tool that I know is going to work and then I can like design something that fits within like this tool sort of limitations or ability. So I started searching and, you know, I've heard you and some other people talk a lot about Webflow and Owen talked about Webflow too once. He was like, you should try Webflow. It's really cool. And I was like, okay, I'll actually give this a go. So I went to the site and logged in and started just, you know, playing around as you do when you sort of get started with a new tool and quickly realized that it was basically exactly what I was looking for. Nice. Like it's it's really powerful. It's so customizable and As a designer who has like, you know, the basic HTML and CSS understanding, I actually sort of got the hang of it a lot quicker than I thought I would. I thought it was going to be a lot more code based, but it's actually really visual. So yeah, I kind of chose like, okay, I'll uh, I'll do it in Webflow. And then this weird thing started happening. I realized that I like, as I was playing in Webflow, I was sort of starting to basically design my site like I kind of skipped the whole design it visually in sketch phase and was just sort of tinkering and playing around in Webflow for a while and realized that I kind of like got to something that I felt was really good and so I just basically since then have been running with it so I've been basically doing all of the design and build at the same time in Webflow as I've been playing around in it which actually has been really fun to do it that way because it's so not how I would traditionally design a website but it's been really fun to like play and build at the same time because I kind of get a good sense and a good idea of like oh I have an idea for this thing will it work or like how would it work and it's kind of fun to like do that problem solving at the same time and it's a great project to do it on as well when it's not a client project oh yeah you feel like you need to follow the super structured design process to ensure you get the best result or whatever it's your own website so you can make exactly. it as you go as much as you like like you can change it all after you launch if you want to so it's a great yeah great project to play with that with well my first step in 
deciding to redesign my website as listeners of this show who have listened to the past few episodes will know is just to talk about it a lot and say that I'm going to do it and then not actually do it. Because I feel like I've been talking about this for like six months. It's been but, a little while, a little while. Yeah, it has. But no, once I decided to get serious about it, uh, my very first step was to make a sitemap and plan out exactly what pages I need to create. Because I wanted to think through how is this playlist idea going to work and like what is actually going to be involved with that. And also because I'm making a YouTube series like documenting this process, I feel like that's a really good thing for me because it's going to force me to actually get it done and actually move through the steps of the design process because I'm always going to need a video to put up, right? And so, yeah, I sat down the other week with my camera and my iPad recording the screen a bit and just drew out a sitemap and, yeah, thought through the whole thing then and there on camera and recorded it all, then edited it and uploaded it for everyone to see. And it was really fun. So I'm, I'm glad to have that sorted now. That is, at this stage is as far as I've gotten. But the next step for me will be uh, figuring out some copy, I think, for the homepage. Like, how am I going to describe myself? I think that'll be a good place for me to start with thinking about my site and what I want to portray to the Mm -hmm. world, essentially. Um, Because, yeah, my homepage, this MVP of my site is just going to be like a single page with a block of copy and some links off to some stuff about me Mm -hmm. around, around the web. Yeah, copy and content is always hard and something that I underestimate. Yeah. Like at the moment, I'm just using sort of filler copy uh, as I design, but it's kind of like right there in my face, like, hey, at some point you're going to have to write some really killer content for this to work. And it's yeah, kind of something in the back of my mind. But I think I'm sort of almost at the stage now where I'm ready to sort of dive into copy. I feel like I've kind of got my... MVP in place like mm-hmm. there's a few bugs and some you know extra things that I need to make nice and make sure it all works and flows nicely um, but yeah copy is a huge task I think we often underestimate and yeah I think I'm kind of at that stage now where I'm like okay I really need to sit down and focus on making sure the copy is really tight. Copy is the hardest part for me honestly about designing my own website Because when I am creating at work or for a client or something, they're the ones providing the copy and the content. You know, Mm -hmm. I might write something as a filler to just give an idea of what type of thing is going to be talked about in this space. But at the end of the day, I'm not the one who's copywriting it. And so I think that's why I find it so hard. It's because it's just something that I don't do very often, you know. And writing copy for a website is quite different from writing a blog post. Because it's much more short form. You have to be super concise and like every word matters, you know, whereas in an article, you can ramble on in a sentence if you want to. It's, you know, it's kind of fine because it's in there in a paragraph amongst lots of other sentences. So yeah, I find that really difficult. Um, And I guess what I'm doing to try and get better at this is basically just looking at a lot of people's sites and soaking in the language that they use to talk about themselves and getting inspiration from there. I'm, I'm not saying I'm copying them. I'm just saying that that's a good way to mm-hmm. get inspiration and, you know, get an idea of, of what's done and, and figure out what flow of words you like as well and the tone you like even. Because some people have super jokey copy on their website and some people are super serious. And so figuring out what I feel like would suit me. Yeah, I mean, writing copy about yourself is so hard. Yep. It's, it's a real challenge. And writing product copy too. I've I've found at work recently I have to sometimes write like 
product copy for what we're designing and oh my gosh that's also really challenging sometimes it'll take us hours to like come up with the perfect little sentence it's it's really not something to be underestimated not at all that's something that I feel like I should mention that I didn't when you were talking about it is that I'm going to be using Webflow as well for my website oh yeah so I love how we've both settled on this you know we didn't come together and collude that we're both going to do this and promote Webflow in this episode but that's just what we both decided to use. Um, my current site is on WordPress. And now that I have a lot more WordPress coding abilities, I thought I would actually stick with that because now I know what to do with page templates and, you know, I'm pretty comfortable coding in WordPress now. But I want to try something new. I want to try out Webflow. It's a tool that everyone talks about and I can't use it at work because we have a WordPress site at work and like I'm not going to be the one to change our whole whole system of like sure, hundreds sure. of pages on our marketing site. So yeah, I just decided that I wanted to try it and it seems pretty fun what you can do with the interactions in Webflow and I think I think it'll just be yeah, a cool way to build a site. And like you, I have an understanding of HTML and CSS, so I could figure out the like tools in Webflow easily enough. I do think that if you are coming to it completely with no code knowledge, you'd struggle. Because, for example, you'd want to put spacing around this item, but you might not know what padding and margin is. Exactly. Like, you have yeah. to understand how those things work in order to use Webflow, because it really is just making CSS into a visual tool. But yeah, all in all, I think it's pretty good and I'm excited to dive in and, and use it. You're probably more of an expert than me now with it. So maybe I'll come to you for some uh, advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say that, yeah, it's easier if you have a basic knowledge of HTML and CSS, but you don't have to be an expert. Like, yeah. trust me, my knowledge of HTML and CSS is pretty down there and I've been mostly fine. I think I had to ask for help like once or twice maybe, but for the most part, it's pretty like if you have this sort of understanding of code it's pretty self-explanatory and yeah a, a good way I, also like a good way to sort of also exercise your like code thinking right yeah. like even though I'm not coding uh, I f- kind of feel like I am if that makes sense because you're sort of using the coding uh, mindset or like mentality of how you place and organize things on the page so yeah for me it's been that nice sort of step towards like gaining more confidence and actually building something on the web yeah that's great so when we're designing for ourselves these projects can kind of stretch on forever right like for example the fact i've been talking about my website redesign for so long without actually doing it (laughs) what are you doing in order to basically make that not happen I am basically not working on any other projects except I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. So that's kind of like my, okay, I have ideas for other things I want to do, but I'm like, no, I need to focus on this and get this done first. And hence why I've decided to make it my sort of focus for February. And also what I've done, because... I don't know. I'm the kind of person who can just work on a project forever because I'm never like satisfied with it or I always have new ideas of like, oh, this thing would be really cool. I'll add that in too. And then it takes another month. So also I've decided like, nope, I'm going to launch with MVP and like all the fancy or extra pages and stuff can come later on. Uh, making that decision I think has also been really helpful for me because otherwise I would just work on it for six months you know without launching it and I think it's better to just get a v1 out the door and then iterate on it over time I agree yeah having deciding to have an MVP is what's going to help me as well 
because it's just too overwhelming to think about doing the whole thing and uh-huh, yeah, it exactly. could stretch on forever. So what I'm going to do is have this landing page first, like just the home page, And then basically the rest of my site too can be broken into chunks. Like I can focus on the portfolio section next, or I can focus on the content section next, you know, and, and it's still not have to, like, it's not just a V1 and V2. It's like going to be a V1, V2, V3, V4 for me, probably building out across the year. Mm -hmm. And have you sort of like, I guess you kind of said you've established what your sort of baseline is, which is the, the one pager, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the one page plus I need a couple of like basically plain pages with some forms because Mm. um, I have my screen printing form and my uh, portfolio review instructions, pages that are visited on my website. And I want to make sure those don't go to a 404 error. So that's something else to think about. How are you like, what are you doing with your old site? Like, are you porting all your, your articles over? Are you porting over certain pages? I think, How are you considering that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I'm going to port over my articles. I haven't yet figured out how to make them redirect because the link is going to be slightly different, which is a shame. Ooh, I can tell you, you can do that in Webflow pretty easily because oh. I was shown how to do that. So, Oh, well, yep. you can show me that later. Yep, deal. <laughs> uh, so I'm planning to port my posts over and that's actually kind of it like I'm planning to launch with a home page with an about page and then basically with like a blog home and then the individual blog posts I think I'm also going to have a like slash subscribe page that basically just has like a sign up form uh, which probably won't be like immediately uh, apparent like in my navigation from my homepage, but it's just going to be there because I know that I link to that page a lot in other places around the web like similar yeah. to what you said about your forms so I want to keep that there so that it doesn't go to a 404 um but like my main focus for this is honestly like to design a good reading experience like what I really didn't like about my Squarespace site is that it was so or it is currently so focused on my blog posts which I I like that focus and I want to keep that focus on the new site of directing people to read my stuff but on my Squarespace site, I didn't feel like the reading experience was really nice. Like it wasn't really nicely designed. I didn't really like the type and how it was all laid out. So with Webflow, I'm like being really meticulous about making sure that the blog posts look really nice and are really easy to read and enjoyable to read. So yeah, that's kind of like my main focus for this site right now and making sure that I launch with that. I love that. Yeah. Just that just decision that you have to make right you can't focus on absolutely everything on your site so I love that you've chosen that and that's what you're going to focus on I think that's great yeah like I would love to have like a page about speaking and a contact page you know but I'm just like I could have all those things but it's not like necessary for for launch so I'm just focusing on like the articles and making sure the blog is still there because that's sort of like my main bread and butter I guess you could kind of say like what a lot of people come to my site for and then also ensuring that people can still subscribe to my newsletter because that's also still important that's great and I'm kind of doing the opposite to you which is interesting is that (laughs) basically I think there's only going to be perhaps five blog posts that I'm going to repost on my new website I'm getting rid of them all really yes I thought long and hard about this um, I was like, okay, well maybe I should still have them there, but just like not have them included in search so that if someone comes to my site, they can still read them. But I've decided that I don't want to be known for fashion and beauty or like writing a review of VidCon anymore. That's not 
what I want my focus to be. So why should I keep those articles on my site? I know that that's going to cause a couple of 404s where people have like linked to a post of mine in their post or something like that, but I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with like ruining this SEO because I don't really want to rank for fashion photography and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm making a choice to go all in on my niche and like, yeah, get rid of this old stuff. I don't know if it's the best thing to do, but it's what I want to do. And I feel like that's what matters because again, it's my website. It's not a client's. And so exactly. I can kind of do whatever I want, you know? No, exactly. And it makes sense if you're kind of repositioning your site yeah. as well to also curate the posts. Like it won't make sense if, I don't know, let's say you're positioning your site as like uh, design education and then you've got these like beauty fashion posts, right? That, yeah. that doesn't really make sense. So it totally makes sense that you want to sort of curate and get rid of the ones that you don't feel are relevant to your focus anymore. And I think that's going to actually help. Like you might be worried about the 404, but I don't know, I feel like the trade-off is worth it. Like it's worth losing those people in order to gain new people who are really interested in what your current focus is, you know? Yeah, exactly. I I agree. And I think it's also going to stop the random emails I get from brands like saying, hey, you want to review this random beauty product? And then I have to be like, sorry, I don't post about that. Oh, yeah, I get that like at least a couple of times a week. It's very annoying. But I mean, I've got the content out there, so I kind of got to expect it. I think it's also one of the reasons why I haven't been writing on my blog is because I feel like the blog itself is like of a different era of Charlie Marie, you know, (laughs) if you want to be dramatic about it. And I feel like the content I want to write wouldn't do it justice to be put there amongst all those other ones that I don't feel like are what I want to do anymore. So yeah, new, Mm -hmm. fresh new start for me. But I am, like I said, making sure I recreate some of the most visited pages, like my screen printing portfolio review, so that those don't you know, uh, they're still accessible. Yeah, that totally makes sense. You don't want to lose them. Yeah. Shall we end on some advice maybe for those listening who are thinking about redoing their site or maybe they don't currently have a site and are thinking about making one? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, it can be a daunting process to think about making yourself a website. Um, and I guess my first piece of advice would be if you can't code, you don't have to. <laughs> Even if you're not super strong in web design, like if you're more of a graphic designer, you don't have to design the website fully yourself either. There is tools like Squarespace that you can use to pick a template and customize it with your own beautiful graphics that you make. Um, do what suits you. You don't, yeah. To be your own website, you don't have to build it by hand from the ground up is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's good advice. I think a lot of people get stuck on that, especially like it's held me up before in the past feeling like, oh, well, there's no point coming up with these ideas because I'm never going to be able to build them anyway, you know. So, yeah, I think that's a good piece of advice. I'd also recommend that if you're working towards launching your site, then choose something that you can like launch with as a as a base minimum or like as a version one I know that you're probably going to have this urge to launch with everything and all of the pages and it looking all finished and and complete but you don't have to you know like Charlie's just launching with one page like that's totally fine and it's totally cool and so you can iterate and improve and add more over time I think the most important thing is just to get something out there that works for you well in the meantime yeah it's important to set I suppose like mini goals and mini deadlines for yourself so that you don't get overwhelmed by it and allow it to stretch on forever because it very very easily can speaking from experience so yeah 
doing what we're doing with MVP and figuring out what's the next step after that is is a really good idea. Cool. So when are we going to be able to see your new website? I am not giving you a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> When are we going to see yours, huh? Huh? Um, by the end of February. Oh, there we go. I like it. You'll see my first page by the end of February. How about that? But okay, I don't know about the rest. I really don't want to set myself a hard date deadline publicly for it because, to be honest, I'm just sick of talking about things that I don't do. So, yeah, instead it'll be a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I like that, the surprise element. Like, you don't have to promise a, a launch date necessarily, right? So Yeah. Like, just work towards something that you know is achievable. Exactly. Because you're the one that really matters in it. So, yeah. I mean, if setting a public deadline is going to help you get it done, then by all means do it. But, yeah, we all know that that's not the case for me. So, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing all of your thought process behind building your new website. And yours too. And- Yes. And I mean, luckily, people can go and hear more about your thought process about your website by visiting your YouTube channel and seeing your series, which is super cool. What what made you decide to do that, by the way, to sort of like document it? I think it was partly like I'm always looking for reasons to make content, but also partly the accountability factor there and that mm. I'm going to actually do this because it's going to be a reason for me to make a video. So it's going to be like, oh, I need to make a video this week. I can kill two birds with one stone by also doing this piece of my website at the same time as I'm making content. It just seems like a super efficient way to do things. And also I just feel like it's going to be really useful for people to see because I've done videos before where I look at the overview of a process at the very end of it. And I think that's useful too, to get an overview and see how it's done. But this is going to be super in depth. Like it'll probably be a couple of hours worth of videos for you to watch if you want to see the whole process from start to finish. And I've already had one person be like, this video is too long for my 10 minute planning video. <laughs> but I've been like, that's okay. There's other videos you can watch about making a website where I just like go over the whole thing in like seven minutes. This is for the people who want the detail and want to see the process in full. Because it's not fast to make a website. Like, no. And that's another piece of advice, I guess, is don't beat yourself up if you don't get this done in a day or a week or even a month. You know, this thing takes time. So it's worth spending the time. I think it's so cool that you're sharing your process and I really look forward to watching the rest of the episodes in the series over the next month or so. Speaking of episodes, where can people go to find more of this here podcast? Ooh, you can listen to more episodes of this podcast by going to designlife.fm, which is our lovely website designed and built by yours truly. Yes, well done. Uh, And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at designlife.fm on there. We'll generally ask for your thoughts on a certain topic. When we don't decide the topic, the morning that we're recording like we did today. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we're not as organized as we say we are. (laughs) (laughs) you can also join our community at designlife.fm slash community and in there there's a bunch of super awesome creatives who are talking about their work talking about what they're struggling with it's a really supportive space and it's also a great way to support this show if you like watching it sign up pay that monthly fee and it helps us keep things running over here yes please do so until next week see you then fam bye bye